Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where everyday topics and everyday people come together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the Beautiful Butterfly Show with your host, Bianca Fly. www.taylorkennedymedia.com Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. And Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Hey everyone, it's me, Lisa, from the Conversations with Trent show, featuring, you guessed it, me. Be sure to tune in Friday night, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, as we strive to guide you to greater authentic living, right here on your radio network, YRN 1328.
And welcome everyone to the beautiful Butterfly Show. Sorry for those technical difficulties, you guys, but we got a major storm going on over here. Uh, but nevertheless, we are here. Welcome to another dynamic episode of the beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And if you didn't know, the beautiful Butterfly Show is brought to you by YRN 1328. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally, you guys. And so I'm excited, folks. We got two dynamic um, authors joining us this evening, you guys. We got authors LaVon Barber in the building and Angie Liddell, you guys. They're on. We're going to be talking about their latest collaboration entitled He Said, She Said, you guys. And so you guys are going to get to meet uh, these two awesome ladies, learn all about them and how they came about to collaborate on this awesome project, you guys. And so make sure you share the show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those avenues. Uh, Let everybody know about these awesome authors over here on the platform this evening and if you're out there maybe you got a question comment or you just want to call in and show uh these ladies some love feel free to do so the number is 347-326-9139 is the number you guys and so we're not going to delay any further we're going to bring these awesome ladies on the platform so you guys can learn all about he said she said and more you guys let's bring them on here uh angie you there I'm here. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Fantastic. Let's get uh, LaVon on here. LaVon, you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome, ladies. Welcome to the beautiful Butterfly Show. Thank you guys for joining me this evening. Thank you for Absolutely, absolutely. And so, of course, tonight we're talking about you guys' latest collaboration entitled He Said, She Said. But before we delve into that, uh, we want to let the folks out there know a little bit about you guys. And so I'm going to start with LaVon first. LaVon, tell the folks out here a little bit about yourself. Well, I am from Chicago. I have been writing for as long as I've been alive, it seems like. Um, (laughs) But... You know, I'm trying to make this a full-time job right now. So yeah. I'm just, you know, your average roundaway girl trying to make it. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, I know uh, Angela Dell is no stranger to the show over here, but uh, Angie, go ahead and tell the folks uh, a little bit about yourself as well. Uh, well, I'm I'm an author, uh, mother. Um, I'm from the Midwest, but I'm here in California now. And... Uh, I love writing books. I'm a nurse during the day and trying to find these books after that, <laughs> after <laughs> after my steady paycheck. <laughs> right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, um, getting into this um, and, and talking about the, the writing stages, and not, I know for Levine, uh you mentioned, uh, you know, trying to make this a full-time job and so I wanted to ask you from your experience what is, what is that feeling like because for most of us we're used to having a job where we got that you know steady paycheck coming in and so then we find something else that we are passionate about and we want to step out and we want to do it how scary is it to think okay I'm gonna I'm gonna you know give up you know the job and then I'm going to go into writing full-time. How, how scary is that to contemplate on, on making it, that happen? 
it's very scary because, yeah. um, as Angie could attest, you know, readers are very fickle. So, right. you know, <laughs> you have your core readers, but then, you know, you're trying to bring more people into the fold and, you know, try to make right. them aware of you and your work. So right. it, it's definitely a struggle. And, I, you know, it, it's tough. I haven't come to the point where I can just walk away from my career and be a full-time right. writer. But I'm right. trying to have a big enough catalog that's bringing in some money to pay these bills so that I can do that. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and what about you, Angie? I, I know you um, have written uh, quite a few books as well. And so what is that feeling like to, okay, I'm going to do this full-time, but I don't I don't know how this is, this is going to pan out? I, I'm I'm in total agreement with Levon. <laughs> you know, we got to make a big enough catalog to make a big enough impact. And right now we're Absolutely. in the beginning stages of, you know, making sure our name is getting out there because, as she said, you know, you can have a million followers on Facebook that mm-hmm. say, oh, I'm going to support you, but if they actually do, it's a different story. Right. Right. So um, it would be scary to do so, but, you know, if we have faith, we're going to keep working at it and at some point, it will happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for LaVon, for you, I know you mentioned you've been writing pretty much your whole um, life. Uh, for you, what have you found over the years? What do you believe has been that connection that draws you to writing um, and eventually being a storyteller and creating books? Just for me, it's always been an escape from reality, you know, not saying okay. that reality is a bad thing, but every right. now and then when you can't just jump on a plane and go somewhere, you want to be able right. to go to another place without actually leaving where you are. So mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. that's what that's what writing has been for me. It's been very therapeutic. So, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what about you, Angie? See, that's why LaVon, my ink sister, she... Don't go to her to know answers first. <laughs> I mean, it's the same. It's exactly the same thing. It is yeah. very therapeutic, and yeah. uh, you can escape within the pages, you know. Absolutely. And if you like, for me, when I sit down and start writing, I, you know, I'll get all the way into it um, as if I'm not even here because I want the readers to feel that way. Right. And so, when you're creating like that, and you're able to escape in those pages, it is very therapeutic because you could be you can have a bad day but mm-hmm. in that book you in Hawaii somewhere you know right. relaxing on the beach <laughs> and you know it is it's a very very good thing I learned that a long time ago before I decided to to actually write books um just to keep a journal just to uh escape so writing mm-hmm. writing is very good for you absolutely absolutely LaVon getting into this uh, into the literary industry, what have you found? Because I know a lot of people always talk about the, the challenges part, and and it goes back to what you guys were talking about having all you know having all these followers and people that you connect with through social media, and so some people link having you know that growing list of people on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or whatever. Equi- you know, equivalent, you know, the, the amount of books you're selling, you know, being on the top, your best-selling list and all of those things. And so what do you believe have been the challenges or what are the, some of the challenges of being um, an author in the literary industry? 
Well, some of the challenges is finding people that really support you. Like, yeah. people pretend mm-hmm. all the time, you know. Yeah. So, it's, <laughs> right. at the end of the day, when you look at those numbers, you'll see who's supporting yeah. and who's not. Um, yeah. Another thing that becomes kind of hard is remaining professional. Because okay. other authors, other people in the literary world, other and also, sometimes readers will take you there, and it's like, mm-hmm. are you doing this as a publicity stunt for you? Like, what are you trying to do? Like, what angle right. are you coming? <laughs> are you coming from right. that? So, um, just a, you have to just maintain your cool and just be you at all times. But even with being yourself and being real, people can't necessarily handle that. So right. that becomes right. difficult because you can tell when people are trying it. You know what I mean? Versus somebody that really has a valid point, but mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. trying to rein yourself back in and, hey, you can't go there. <laughs> you know, you can't go there. And then with people, for instance, Angie and I had a situation where someone kept saying, oh, I read the book. I read the book. The book wasn't even released yet. So wow. it was like you're lying wow. about purchasing this book, and we're just now showing you guys the cover. You have not read this book. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. And because I see it a lot. Um, connected to so many authors, you see people, oh, I'm purchasing a book. They even go so far as ask the authors, can you drop me the link? Authors are dropping links where they can go purchase the book. And so, uh, Angie, what kind of goes through your mind when people you know, want this information, but on the other hand, you know that, like LaVon was saying, they're not supporting um, as much as they could be. You just keep that in mind. You know, you drop it anyway just in case, but, you know, you keep in mind not to depend on it, Mm -hmm. you know. So that way you're okay across the board because, like you said, people will try you. And being that we are writers, we can um, we can throw shade too very creatively. <laughs> very creatively. <laughs> so you know, um, so we you know we just try to stay in our lane and do what we're supposed mm-hmm. to do. And I gotta say, I've met some cool people during this yeah. journey. You know, Levon mm-hmm. being one of them. Um, you know, I've met some other authors and 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 in different groups that are very genuine and who really do support share and you know your work and it's a good thing but you know we got to be mindful that's just like when it comes to criticism and reviews we got to be mindful that everybody is not going to like the things that we do or say mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. will try us but I, right. I will say this I'm human first but don't try Absolutely. too hard right you know? <laughs> I have something else that I can actually add on to that that makes it kind of difficult and I'm hoping a lot of people are out here listening so there are situations where you want to gift your book especially being in book clubs and things of that nature you know sometimes people aren't really too privy of you but you know running contests and things like that to try to bring in more readers one thing that I've learned as of late People will constantly drop their email for these free books, but either they're mm-hmm. not even claiming them or they will not read and review the book. Review. Mm-hmm. So I'll come to the point where 
that's not going to happen anymore. I'm, no, I'm not gifting anything. Sorry. You can go purchase yeah. it or not. But, <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I know I'm not the only author that probably, this was my first time running into that. So I'm, yeah. I've heard of other people having that happen, but that makes it difficult as well because it's like, you know, yeah, I didn't necessarily have to do this, <laughs> you know, but trying to, you know, be genuine and genuous. Right. And let me give you this, but yeah, right. that doesn't always work. Absolutely. And, and one of the things both of you collectively have stated about remaining professional and with social media, um, as Angie said, you know, people are going to try you um, and they're going to try you from all different type of directions. And so LaVon, how hard is it or how challenging is it to, to, to deal you know, with the conversation when you feel like people, because I think most of us can feel when people are being a little shady or when they mm-hmm. nitpicking something that we have going on. For the authors out here who are listening, those who may be uh, beginning in the process, maybe getting ready to get into the literary industry, what advice do you offer them as far as maintaining that professionalism without, you know, kind of having to get it, you know, step outside of your character? Right. Disclaimer, this is coming from someone who is brutally honest <laughs> and sometimes speaks before thinking. You know yeah. what, for me, yeah. I just step back. Like, you know what, I'm not going to even give you what you're looking for because a lot of times right. people just want to see that they're getting under your skin. I have a problem with right. giving people control over me. So if I okay. allow you to see me sweat or, you know, act a fool, you've won. You know what I mean? It's like now right. you are controlling my feelings and my emotions. I can't give you that type of control. Don't get right. me wrong. There have been times where I popped clean off, but, <laughs> you know, when you think back on those situations, like, okay, I could have did this differently. You know, like, people are going to do right. it. They're going to try it. But you just have to control yourself and tell yourself, like, is it even worth going back and forth? Like, most of these things are petty anyhow. So it's like, uh, you could have that conversation by yourself. I'm just flat off. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and what are your thoughts on that, Angie? Um, I, you know, I try to let it go <laughs> as best I can. No, really, because, you know, like she said, it's really not worth the energy. And at the end of the day, either you're going to buy the book or you're not. So right. me arguing back with you is not going to pay one bill in my house. Right. Absolutely. And generally, Absolutely. it's with people we don't know, you know, and we want to be fair and you want to be professional because you mm-hmm. want to gain mm-hmm. more readers and you want to open up more doors. However, right. um, you know, again, people have to realize we're all human. Even on your nine to five, people test you. However, when people go home, you still have to work and you still have bills to pay. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, uh, tonight, you guys, we were talking about you ladies' uh, book entitled He Said, She Said. So I got to know, how did you guys decide um, to collaborate on this project? Whose idea was it? That was Angie. (laughs) (laughs) And so, Angie, what was it? What was it about LaVon that made you say, you know what, I want to do a collaboration with this author? Well, what actually happened was, um, sorry about that ringing phone mm-hmm. back there. 
uh, what actually happened was um, I had contacted Christopher Ringo. Okay. And uh, I wanted to put a book together, you know, giving both sides from a male perspective and a female. And then, you know, Chris passed on. And I met LaVon through a whole different avenue. (laughs) (laughs) And I asked LaVon to jump on and, you know, I sent her what I had, and, and she she uh, blessed me with her ink. Pulled out and said she said. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, of course, uh, with this book, um, the title itself, uh, LaVon, tell us a little bit about, uh, for you, when you uh, Angie came to you and said, hey, LaVon, I want you to collaborate uh, with me on this book, what was your first thoughts of impression? Well, I actually was excited about that, but coincidentally, I was also working on a collaboration with Chris Ringo. So it's wow. like we were both wow. having a conversation like, oh, my God, my, my brother dead. Like, what am I going to do? Right. <laughs> we about to, you right. know, we about to pen this book. Like, and, you know, just she and I had gained a really good rapport um, with one mm-hmm. another. So I guess dealing with that and then just speaking to each other on a continual basis, it kind of made sense. Angie and I are alike in a whole lot of ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it just, <laughs> it just fit very well. Like, I guess I was a peanut butter to her jelly and vice versa. And <laughs> it was it was a really great, it was a really great thing because Chris would have been the first person that I actually collaborated with. So wow. he and I had a great flow going the way that we were bouncing back off of each other. So mm-hmm. then to, you know, come sit down with Angie and start this, it's like, we were practically writing each other's chapters because she like, get out of my head. I'm telling her to get out of my head. Like we're practically thinking in the same direction, but not knowing that and say, okay, this is on my part right here. She was like, I was just going to tell you that we should do this. And that's how the entire book went. (laughs) Well, we do um, have a caller on the line. We're going to bring in a caller from area code five, one, zero. Um, last digits nine eight eight two. State your name for us. Hello, this is Carrie. How are you? Hey, Carrie. Hey, how are you Karen. doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Hello, ladies. <laughs> hey. I just wanted to comment on the ask when you guys said that you guys uh, you guys are very close and you complete each other's businesses. Mm-hmm. I wanted to actually like <clears throat> put ten more dollars on that because you couldn't tell the difference between when. Angie's voice was speaking or her pen was speaking versus LaVon's pen was speaking. You guys did a very good job of blending your voices together in the book, and it was just, it it appeared when you read it as if one person cohesively wrote the book from beginning to end. So I just wanted to say that you guys nailed that on the head, and that I really appreciate that, and I enjoyed that when I read the book. I know that that's Carrie Anderson. She's an author, too. And that's what I mean, Mm -hmm. just going back on support. Carrie will share everybody's stuff. She will. She She really will. will. I don't know when Carrie sleeps, but she does it. (laughs) 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 But she does it. Yes, she does. Mm -hmm. And she reads (laughs) and reviews. So thank you again, Carrie. (laughs) You're very welcome, sweetheart. Office support Absolutely. is very important. But Absolutely. I do want to add my two cents on your, your interview. It's going great. I'm enjoying it. Please continue. Absolutely. Thank you. 
All right, you guys. We've got another caller from um, 770. Um, last digit is 1401. State your name where you're calling from. All right, I'm calling from Atlanta. Hello, Carrie. Hello, Levi. Hi. How y'all doing? I'm good in yourself. I'm fine. Um, Angie, you know how I feel about you and the tears of the game. And um, I oh, can't wait on. to hey, read y'all clap. I have it on my ebook, and I am. It's coming up soon, and I will let both of y'all will know because I follow y'all on Facebook. So I'll say I follow him on YouTube. Yeah, say your say your name again. I don't know if it it came through the first time we opened your mic. So say White. your name again, so they okay. So I just want to say yeah. congratulations to y'all and Levine. I'm looking forward to reading your book that you just put out. I think a week or two ago it dropped. Yeah, last week. I'm gonna read that and Angie, I look forward to that new book that's coming out next year too. Thank you, well, Robert. I I'm just listening, so y'all, um, good night, and again, congratulations, and have a good weekend. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much for calling in. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye-bye. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I like that. I like when readers can keep up, like, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one coming out next month in two weeks, and so that's how you know that, that people are on the game with you guys. And so, of course, uh, for this book, he said, she said, Angie, set it up for us. Tell the read uh, the listeners out here a little bit about he said, she said, and some of the characters um, that we are going to be introduced to uh, in this book. Well, you'll be introduced to, of course, Walter and Shayla, who are the main characters in the book. Um, Walter is from the streets of Chicago, and uh, Shayla is from the Midwest as well. And you have Walter, of course, he's in the street doing what mm-hmm. street men do. And she's <laughs> she's the, the peace in his life. You know, she's mm-hmm. the calm to his storm. And, yeah. you know, they battle their way through um, ups and downs, I should say. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of twists and turns because, you know, his friends and, um, you know, side pieces that don't know how to stay in their lane and, so um, I don't want to get a book away, but it's a lot of uh, help me out, Vaughn. It's a lot of uh, it's, it's a lot, a lot of drama. Levon, like I'm just gonna time. go ahead and say it. It's just drama. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a lot. It's good drama though. It, it's exciting. Absolutely. How did you guys, with it being a collaboration book, and Carrie mentioned how with the book. It's hard to tell, you know, who wrote who because you guys mesh well so t- together so well. How did you guys determine who would write what, and and how did how did you guys go about setting it up? Okay, well, so go ahead. <laughs> well, um, initially because I wanted a man's point of view, uh, yeah. Christopher started out with Walter. And because, you know, he was already, I was already doing Shayla, um, Vaughn felt she could take over and and finish up Walter, and she did excellent. Wow. Awesome. And so, so, LaVon, what was that like taking on Walter? Uh, Walter So what happened was, (laughs) that's her alter ego. So he is, listen, so. I have 
I've always been told that I do not act like a female at all. So okay. if I were a boy, I would be Walter. Walter is my male <laughs> counterpart. Like, oh, he has so many of my characteristics. It does not make any sense. Like, yeah, wow. if I was a dude, I'd be Walter. <laughs> wow. And so for you, because you, because Chris Ringo starting it off, and so for you, um, what was that feeling like of of continuing um, something that he initially started? Because I know you mentioned as well that you were also planning a collaboration with him. And so was it that pressure? Did you feel pressure to, like, I got to make Walter what Walter is supposed to be um, under these, especially under these circumstances? I did because if you've ever read anything by him or anybody that's read anything by Chris, he – is one colorful person like I cannot describe his style of writing. It's very unique. So right. he's a wordsmith. So the way that he puts together words, you're you'll be like, oh my god! Like he have you salivating, your mouth hanging wide open. Like did you just say that? Like I would never <laughs> thought to say anything like that. So those yeah. were pretty big shoes to fill. You know what I mean? So. I, I think I did a good job what he said, she said, but the drawback that I'm finding now um, in finishing the collaboration that he and I started, because we were 85% done at least, wow. I cannot get myself to sit there and finish it. I've been trying, mm. but every time I open it up, I close it right back down like, mm, I can't do this right now. So wow. I've had um, some of his readers come to me and say, hey, you should get this person to jump on. No, I don't even know this man. We're all, the book is almost done. It's too late in the game to add somebody else to it. You know what I mean? Like, if it was yeah. in the beginning stages, then that, that definitely would have been something, but not so right. close to the end. I can't. Nah. And see, that's Absolutely. how it was with, with uh, he said, she said, he had just finished a chapter. And it was funny because when I did, it was the very first chapter. And then the second chapter was for me to write. And so when I sent it to him, he said, oh, you playing with sex words? Okay, I got you. I got you. And, and we laughed about it. And I, whatever he was going to come back with, he never had a chance to come back with it. But I feel like LeVon picked right up. And just whatever direction we went in, I think he would be happy. Absolutely, absolutely. And so for this, um, getting to it, LaVon said that, she, <laughs> and she, that she's been told her characteristics are that of a male. And so for this, um, besides your own personality, where did you draw um, the inspiration to create or continue creating the type of character that Walter is? Just because of the dynamic of the story, in order for it to be told the way that we told it, that's the personality that Walter had to have. This is the type of guy that he had to be. We couldn't make him a clean-cut, nine-to-five type of guy and still have the spice that it has. It could have still had drama, but it, he needed that extra oomph. So we just mm-hmm. have to take it back to, I, I guess, something that we know much about. You know what I mean? Like, we weren't always suburbanites or anything like that. So just the guys <laughs> we saw growing up or maybe the guys that we dated and mm-hmm. just take bits and pieces of that and threw it in that pot and made Walter and his personality. 
<laughs> and so for you, Angie, uh, once you finish reading, um, her finish out the character of Walter, um, what was that feeling like for you? Did you feel like she brought it out um, just the way you thought she would? Absolutely. Because we went back and forth each chapter. We didn't wait till the mm-hmm. end. You know, I would write a chapter, send it to her, and she would vibe off of that and, and finish her chapter of Walter. And we would just go back and forth. Or days when we were stuck, you know, uh, hey, Von, do Shayla. Or she hey, Angie, do Walter because I'm stuck right now. And, and, and because we write so much alike, um, we were able to pull that off like that. You know, you just and, – and to be honest, Von, I went back and looked over the – I don't even remember which one I did. <laughs> so, right, which is a great thing, you know. Absolutely. So we Absolutely. just had to do it that way, and and you know, yeah. even though Shayla, she's a crybaby, she's emotional, she's nothing like me. However, um, you know, I guess we had to just look at it from from her standpoint of uh, mm-hmm. worrying or being about her spouse. Absolutely. To create the type of a character, Walter and Shayla, definitely two different characters from two different sides of, of the world or track, so to speak. And so how did you go about, Angie, as far as uh, bringing the character of, of Shayla to what? Um, at first, I was going to have Shayla be very, very ratchet. <laughs> and I was. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, but then I was like, uh, no, um, I need her to bring her inner thug out when needed. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it it was easy to do that when you, um, going back to what we said earlier about um, being professional and knowing mm-hmm. when and, you know, um, it was easy to do it from that aspect. Absolutely. Absolutely. For you, um, with this book, He Said, She Said, what do you believe um, the readers are going to be able to take away uh, when they read this book? What are they going to be in store for, Angie? Um, one, it's a good read. Um and then they're going to realize there are consequences, um, and it's okay to change your circumstances. It's okay to love. It's okay to open your heart. It's okay to defend your family. It's, you know, they can take away a number of things. Um, but at the end, you know, I think they're they're just going to enjoy a good read. Absolutely. And what about you, Levon? Well, like Angie said, they're definitely going to walk away with a better sense of loyalty. Um, they're definitely going to be highly entertained, and they're, they're, they're going to be so vested in the characters to where they may feel like they know them. Like, is this them themselves, you know, someone that they know? So they're definitely going to take away one hell of an experience. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. What we're going to do, ladies, we're going to take a little break. Uh, but we're going to come back, you guys, as we've got some questions uh, for some listeners um, here that have been sent 
to me um, via Facebook, you guys. We're going to come back. And if you got a question or comment for these ladies, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Um, or if you're already on the line listening, you go ahead and press 1. So with that said, you guys, we'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey everybody, how y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2, also author of the Devil's Calling Card 1, 2, and 3, all available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. What do you get when you fuse together a smooth, debonair man with an explosive volcano attitude? Mr. Quincy O'Reilly, a man living a secret life that he has perfected in keeping a secret. With his hidden profession, that is how he would prefer it to be. Who doesn't like the element of surprise? A true businessman by day and mysterious man by night. Will he be able to maintain the two without getting caught? Innocent and sweet doesn't mean powerless. Just ask Kaylee Jack, who has now had the chance to encounter meeting Quincy. Driven to stake claim in the one man she wants, she tackles the obstacles thrown her way. Determined that nothing will stand in her way could be deadly. What happens when Quincy's secrets are revealed? Who will be set free? Who will be pulled deeper into a mysterious world? Or will the lies and secrets destroy anyone in its path after the smoke from the gun has cleared? Check out Quiet Storm by author Deidre Lachey. Available on Amazon.com and www.blackbeautypresents.com. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. We are joined this evening, you guys, by the authors of He Said, She Said, LaVon, Barbara, and Angie Liddell, you guys. And so uh, we do have um, a question uh, from one, um, well, quite a few of our listeners this evening, you guys. And so we're going to start with Erica out of Atlanta. Uh, Erica wants to know what are or what can be some of the challenges faced when doing um, a collaboration project? How do you determine who you can collaborate with? Um, I'll, I'll start with you, uh, LaVon. That's a great question. Um, I will definitely go off of, you know, the interaction that you've already had with that person. Like, how do y'all vibe anyway? Because mm-hmm. you – 
don't won't necessarily vibe with a person in a manner that you may want to do in a collaboration. Like even someone that you vibe with, if that person is hot headed, if that person doesn't listen and not necessarily listen to being told anything, but if the person isn't willing to waver so that you guys could collectively um, come up with your ideas and hash everything out and push through, then that wouldn't be a good person to collaborate with at all. You know, you want to go into it with an open mind. You want to go into it honestly. You you want to go into it so that you guys could piggyback and play off of one another and not have there be a power struggle. Mm-hmm. So that that's pretty tricky. We right. just, I, maybe absolutely. we just locked up. <laughs> maybe we just locked up. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And for you, uh, Angie? Um, just what she said. You know, <laughs> um, no, really, during 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 writing, she said, she said, I remember, um, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to kill Walter off. And Vaughn uh, mm. said, if you kill him off, I'm going to be mad at you. We're not going to be friends. <laughs> but because we're able to talk and work through the characters we're able to collaborate where it comes off great and Mm -hmm. actually just keeping it real just thinking about it if I would have killed him off the story wouldn't have been right Mm -hmm. you know so you have to listen to the part to each other and be able to collaborate you have to listen and and um, be able to uh, help each other out, because otherwise, that's crazy. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you have to listen to what one another say and um, be able to, you know, accept the criticism. Right, absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And let's see here, Destiny um, from Colorado, she wants to know, what is the best way to market your book? A lot of people are big on posting links throughout Facebook daily, but really, what is the best way to market your book? Uh, what, do, what do you think about that, Lavona? Well, exposure, and I don't necessarily mean dropping links or anything like that. You definitely right, want right. to get out and meet the readers you know you want to if you can go to as many book fests and you know things like that that you can and have your work with you or if that's Mm -hmm. not something that you can do definitely get you some flyers or something made up hand them out around your city place them on cars you know people come out the club oh what is this about oh you know on their windshield so you have to be creative in it because you have to spend money to make money and especially to gain you a following but being realistic, you don't necessarily always have it like that to do it. So you just have to be very crafty um, in what you do. So, yeah, very creative in the way that you market your products. I mean, if you can buy radio time, that's great. If you can get on blog talk radio shows, if you can do a takeover in a book club, just something to get Mm -hmm, your name mm -hmm. out there and get your products out there. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. And Brianna, Uh, From Florida, she wants to know, sometimes um, as a writer, I get discouraged because I see other authors' books taking off in a way that I wish mine would. How do you ladies not allow competition to get you get you out of your zone. Uh, Don't believe I'll start the with hype. you, <laughs> Right, uh, girl, girl, get out of my head. Uh, 
Exactly. Because you know what? Her book is her book. Mine is mine. And whatever she do in her day-to-day to to do her thing, that's her hustle. Whatever I do is mine. We are not in competition with one another. So, you know, once Bianca, her name? Mm -hmm. Her name is um, Brianna. Mm -hmm. Oh, Brianna. I'm sorry, Brianna. Once Brianna realized that her hustle is hers alone, no one can make her feel but her. So you may see somebody who's, you know, you never know what that person has done. Did they? You just see what you see on social media. You don't know what they're doing outside of that. Like Rob said, they may have bought some radio time. They may have, you know, they might have a whole street team that goes around putting flyers out. You just don't know. You just have to find your niche and run with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 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 And let's see here. LaShawn um, from Dallas, she wants to know, what are some of the advantages of being an independent author and not signing with major publishing companies? Uh, LaVon, you want to start with that one? Yes, there are pros and cons to being independent as well as being signed to a publishing company, regardless mm-hmm. if it's a lower, you know, a lower publishing company or major. Um, but one thing, like, if you are a person that has to have your freedom and has to have things a particular way, um, that will definitely be the pro to that because you're doing things your way and on your terms. So right. um, when you're in a partnership with a company, sometimes you don't have that luxury um, of doing what you want to do. Um, now, Angie and I were previously signed to the same publishing company, and I think she and I probably were the ones that had free reign to do whatever it was we wanted to do our way, you know. So everybody doesn't necessarily do that, but it's just being able to be your own boss, so to speak. You know, you're doing it your way by your terms, how you want it. You don't have to get anything approved by anybody because it's what you want. So that'll be the best part about it. And to be completely honest, even if you were signed with someone major or independent, you're, mm-hmm. nobody's going to go harder for your product than you are. So you, it, 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 you might as well cut out the middleman and just do it yourself anyhow. <laughs> right, yourself. right. Keep the check to yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> that part. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's see. Uh, And you ladies kind of spoke on this one early in the show um, about uh, Rashawn. Let's see here. Rashawn is from Michigan. Rashawn from Michigan uh, wants to know, when it comes to reviews, um, especially the negative ones, how do you go about handling it without wanting to be confrontational? Because I, which is understandable, like, because and Angie mentioned earlier in the show when the lady was talking about had the question about comparing yourself to other authors. You know, your book is your book, and so you know how your book, um, you, your book is, and how it comes across to other individuals. How do you not allow the negative criticism that you might receive um, about your books, or is it important to to get that as well as an author? Uh, what are your thoughts about that, Angie? Um, it, it's it, Yes and no, it is important. I'll say Mm -hmm. this for me. 
when I first dropped Tears of the Kingdom Mind. Um, I dropped it under a publishing house, and uh, it wasn't edited properly. Mm -hmm. So Uh when people left a bad, well, one person left a bad review, I was mad at first, but I could only be mad at me because I didn't Mm -hmm. take the time. I left it in somebody else's hands. Now, when I took it back, had it edited, and re-put it out, if I haven't had a negative review yet, but you have to take it all in stride. Why should I be mad at that person for leaving that review when I didn't take the time to look at my own work? I put it in the hands of someone else. So now when you, it goes back to being under a publishing house. When you're under a publishing house, you expect those things to be done. When you're self-publishing, you're independent, you have no one to really blame but yourself because you are in charge of everything now. Mhm. Mhm. So I take the good and the bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what are, What are your thoughts on that, Levon? Well, for me, I take what they say, and you know, I have to ask myself, what could I have done differently? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I take the the criticism constructively because it can make you a better writer. Because sometimes we're so vested in our project and. I say all the time I write for myself, you know, because if I feel if you write for other people, then you're falling into that box where this is the only thing that people want from me. No, you have to be versatile. You have to be able to do different things and try different things. So, you know, everybody's going to like it and everybody isn't. But what I tend to do, I reply back to the comments, you know, okay, I appreciate you taking the time out to review my work, you know, what do you think could have been done differently? I'll ask questions to try to get that rapport with the person Mm -hmm. to kind of see where I fell off at. But sometimes people leave negative reviews just because. But, again, you have to take it with a grain of salt and then apply Mm -hmm. it where it needs to be applied but not get mad about it because everybody's not going to like what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Great response. Christina here um, from Memphis. Uh, she wants to know, Christina from Memphis, uh, she wants to know what are um, some of the greatest aspects about being an author? Um, what, are, what are some of the greatest aspects about being an author, Lebanon? Some of the greatest aspects is just that creative, you know, the the creative Mm -hmm. side of it, your creative freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm someone that I went to schools of the arts, so I like doing those things. I like to write short stories. I like to write plays. You know, I like to do drama and things like that. You know, those are the things that I were into, you know, when I was a school age. So it just allowed me to express myself in a whole different manner. So mm-hmm. that's the greatest aspect of it, just being able to create and be who you are through the pages of those books. Absolutely. What about you, Angie? Um, the freedom of speech of it all. Uh, and, again, just just being able to release, you know. Um, again, it's very therapeutic and you really can relax if you want to. You know what I mean? You can get you a good book and, and good, but for me, all of those reasons, everything Mom said, everything we've been saying since we've been on here. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. Right. It's just, yeah. 
Absolutely, absolutely. At the end of the day, um, writing books, getting exposure, connecting with so many awesome people, what are your goals Uh as an author at the end of the day, LaVon? To write books so memorable that even when my life is gone, people still know who I am and they still remember my name. I love that. Awesome. And, and what about right. you, Angie? Um, well, I definitely want to remember my name. Um, <laughs> I would love to see it. I would love to see it on the big screen. I mean, I want to see it do everything that my mind can imagine. Absolutely. And, of course, uh, for the folks out here, uh, who want to be able to purchase this book, um, tell them where they can go to purchase uh, this book, LaVon. Well, the book can be purchased on Amazon.com, or if they are looking to have an autographed copy, they can hit up Angie or myself for that. Wonderful, wonderful. And, of course, uh, for the folks out here who want to be able uh, to connect with you awesome ladies, uh, remember, uh, LaVon is not collaborating with you if she don't know you. So, <laughs> so she knows that about LaVon. I like LaVon. LaVon is straightforward with Thank the truth. I, I like that. I like people like <laughs> I like people like that. And so, LaVon, for the folks out here who want to connect with you as far as social media or just want to keep up with you and the books that you're putting out there, uh, tell them how they can connect with you. They can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash LaVon the Writer, L-E-V-O-N-N-E, and also on Twitter and Instagram at LaVon Writes, L-E-V-O-N-N-E-W-R-I-T-E-S. Or my other Facebook page, LaVon Barber. <laughs> Absolutely. What about you, Angie? You know I'm over here dying that LaVon and this uh, <laughs> professional voice to you. Yes, you know, I, I love it. Like, you know, she's ready. LaVon is like the best person. Like, I know she has to be an <sighs> awesome seller. Like, look, by the way, you can go and catch my book. At such, such, you know, like, it's just, I love it. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, Madam Butterfly and LaVon. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, you can catch me on uh, Facebook under Angie Liddell and on Twitter, Angie underscore the author, and Instagram, author underscore Angie Liddell. Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, uh, LaVon, when people pick up, he said, she said, how do you think they're going to walk away or feel after reading this book? Well, they're going to walk away from Walter. (laughs) (laughs) This is a little Walter. No, but they are going to walk away like, did they just do me like this? Like, you bring me all the way in, I'm vested. And then you just do me dirty. They gonna mm, love it nonetheless. Yeah. Wow. It's gonna have so, something more from the both of us. So I guess I'll go ahead and drop the major question. I know people want to know, especially after hearing that lesson. Are we gonna get a part two, or is there gonna be another collaboration between Levon and Angie? 
or you can reach me personally for paperback copies. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I have truly enjoyed uh, having you ladies on. You guys definitely made this fun, uh, rainy Thursday here. Um, Very enlightening tonight, and I definitely enjoyed uh, having you ladies on here and uh, definitely looking forward uh, to reading. Uh, He said, she said, you guys. And so uh, you ladies got any final words you want to share with the listeners? Uh, LaVon, Angie? Just thank you guys for having us on. I really, really had a good time, and I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, what about you, Eddie? Uh Well, you know, I'm at home. This is not my <laughs> first time on the show. So, uh, no, really, thank you for having us. This is always a pleasure, and it's always good to see the interaction. And thank you guys. If you went out and purchased any of either myself or Levon's work, you know, we really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, thank you, ladies, so much for coming on here. I hope that both of you uh, will definitely come back and visit with us. We would definitely love to have you on the show. Absolutely. So just reach out to me and let me know. We can definitely make it happen. I would definitely be honored to have you ladies back on here. And uh, I hope you guys have a great uh, rest of your evening and weekend. All right. You too. Thank you. You ladies, take care. You too. All right. And you guys, that was authors LaVon, Barbara, and Angie Liddell. You guys, make sure you go and purchase your copy of He Said, She Said. Big shouts out to our callers for calling in. Uh, definitely appreciate you guys uh, for calling in, supporting these ladies, and to all of the uh, listeners who uh, sent me questions via Facebook. Definitely appreciate you guys as well. And so you guys sit tight, and uh, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to tell you who's coming up next week right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Once again, big shout out. And thank you to Arthur LaVon, Barbara, and Angela Dale, authors of He Said, She Said. You guys, available now on Amazon.com. So head on over there and purchase this awesome book, you guys. And I'm coming up next Thursday. Um, because Tuesday we got to celebrate uh, Bianca Fly's mother's birthday. So we're going to take a little break and celebrate Mama Butterfly, you guys. Uh, but uh, coming up next Thursday, 
September 7th. Can you guys believe we're already headed into another month? But September 7th, you guys, uh, we have a very, very special guest that is going to be joining us. We're going to have an evening um, of poetry and spoken word uh, coming our way, you guys. Uh, we're going to have our special guest. Uh, Iyaba Ibo Mandingo, you guys. Uh, he is an author, poet, artist, singer, you name it. Uh, you guys are really, really going to be in store for a treat. Make sure you go ahead Google him. Uh, he's on Facebook. He's on YouTube. Awesome artist um, who hails uh, from New York, um, Brooklyn as well, you guys. And so we're excited about having him on the show, you guys. And so then coming up uh, September 12th, um, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're reckon, uh, welcoming author Imani. Uh, she's going to be joining us, uh, bringing us her latest book as well uh, to the show, entitled um, Lethal Vendetta, Sins of a Mother. So we're definitely looking forward to having author Imani on the show September 12th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you guys. And so with that said, you guys, I hope you guys have an incredible, incredible weekend. Uh, be safe. Love those around you. Embrace those around you, you guys. And so with that said, you guys, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Thank you guys for truly uh, continuing to support us over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show and YRN 1328. So we're going to get out of here, folks. Here's a little bit of I Miss You by Eric Moore, you guys. Have a great weekend. Just like a star across my Good food, 
cooked on Sunday by the most beautiful woman in the world. Blessed with the knowledge of generations, yet displaying the innocence and the smile of my grandparents' second little girl. Who made the sacrifice so that my life would be something more than just the last name. Something more than 15 minutes a fan could ever claim. And at times, when I walk the pathways of my mind, I come across a gift that you bless me with. And I wonder, how can someone this flawed be so blessed? How can someone this weak be so strong? And before long, the walls of my prefabricated reality begin to fall. And the offbeat, unwanted sound of the alarm clock begin to drown my sense of being. Freeing me from my dream within a dream within a dream. And as I sit up in bed, forcing my head to hold on to fleeing memories, I smile and whisper three words. I miss you. Just like a star across my sky, just like an angel off the page, you have appeared to my Just like a song in my heart Just like oil on my head The Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network.